Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, joined today by Jason Caldwell. We also have a very special guest on here, Jason Campbell, not to be uh, confused with Jason Caldwell, which I think I've done in an email a couple times, Jason. So uh, thank you. uh, Thank you so much for coming on today. And of course, uh, we're here to talk about some of your some of your big news um, in case anyone has missed it. Uh, Jason will be taking over as the color analyst for the Auburn Radio Network for football games, replacing Stan White. Um, and he'll be obviously alongside Andy Bertram there in the booth. So, uh, Jason, first of all, congratulations on the on your new gig. And I guess uh, I guess how does it feel to be uh, to be taking up a mantle that I know you talked about in your in your release? Mm-hmm. Um, that's been you know, obviously, it's been a pretty historic booth for Auburn over the years, having having the guys in those roles. Yeah, appreciate it, Nathan. Uh, like I said thank you, thank you, and Jason for y'all support uh, and everything that y'all do for Auburn. I would say for me, it's uh, it's a great opportunity. It's a great platform. Uh, I think it kind of hit me more so after the announcement was made, and you see all the porn support and love that you know people are showing showing to you. And I think for me, that really, really kind of made me realize like how big this really is. And and like I said it keeps me close to the Auburn family. It keeps me excited to be around the program. Uh, get a chance to, you know, it's about as close as you're going to get to suiting up the plan uh, without actually putting on pass the fact that you're involved in every play uh, based off how you see the game and how you call the game. So I'm excited about this opportunity. I'm excited about this this fall coming up. Jason, you when you kind of look at this role, how beneficial is it that you've kind of been really been groomed for this by doing the work that you've done, whether it's pregame, postgame, halftime, all the things you've been able to do, how much has that helped you get prepared for this? Because you've probably been able to, to spend a lot of time with Stan, watch kind of how he's prepared. How much has that helped you in, in, in getting ready to do what you're going to do? Oh, it helps tremendously. Uh, you know, I joined this group in 2016. I started doing pregame. I started doing a halftime analyst. And then a couple of spring games I've I've done play-by-play uh, with Stan and Andy both not being there. Uh, Andy's probably covering baseball and – and everything but you know stan has been a a great mentor uh over the years you know just watching him how he carries himself how he talks about the game how he's involved in the game you know how he prepare on a weekly basis uh to to get ready to call the games and knowing all the guys names and you know the one thing i did uh realize jason is the fact that you know stan did it his way you know, I used to always joke with him because he always I said, man, you done broke a lot of tables across the SEC. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that Auburn has had to pay for it throughout the year. You know, he likes to, to pound the table, you know, when there's a bad play or he likes to turn around and scream at me and say that was holding. That was holding and uh, <laughs> everything. But that's all, that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, his advice to me is just do what you've been doing. You know, you've already been preparing for this for many years. Um, you know, I also was doing some CBS stuff in New York and NBC, Washington, up in D.C. So, you know, I've been around the game. I've seen a lot of people, you know, do it from a TV, TV perspective and also from a radio perspective. So, uh, like I said, uh, and doing it with Andy means a lot. You know, Andy's a guy that's uh, the voice of Auburn. And it's really easy to work with Andy, you know, and having that relationship with him for the last six years. Jason, as much as you can disclose, kind of walk us through the process of of what it was like to or how you got to this point. I know I think you know the beginning of December. I think Stan officially announces that that he'll be stepping down um, from the role. 
kind of walk us through what it was, you know, what what the process was from that point to to when the official announcement happened. Yeah, Ben Harlan actually said something to me before the season started. He said, you know, this could be Stan's uh, last year. Uh, you know, he's looking forward to spending some time with his kids. And, you know, he got one going into high school now. And, you know, he's also going to be coaching at the high school level. So, you know, a lot of his time is going to be with his, with his family. And, you know, this is going to be a big year for him. And he's going to make a decision towards the end. So he kind of already put it out there for me to start thinking about it. And then when Andy Burcham came to me, uh, Ash was our last home game against Western Kentucky. And he said, hey, you know, this is probably Stan's last go round. And, uh, you know, we've talked about it as a group and, you know, everyone wants you to, to fill in that position. And he said, uh, you know, we understand it's going to take come some of your Saturdays away. And uh, they know I like to play on the green egg a little bit and try to, you know, do a few things, uh, flipping some different meats and everything. But I'm going to have to pass on some of that to now sunday afternoons uh and everything but he said you know it was unanimous that everyone enjoys working with you and uh in that room and, you know that auburn sports room is a family and so for me you know i told him let me think about it and obviously when i mentioned it to my wife it was instant she's like yeah what's to think about you know she was like because she's an auburn grad herself so we both love college sports and um i enjoy just you know having an opportunity to just move up and but still stay part of the Auburn sports radio family. Hey, just big, just big, bring that green egg with you. And let's, we can uh, play game on Friday night or do something like that. We can do, we can do something like that. We make it work, but. Uh, right, 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 right. We have to put that thing in a van or something, you know. You got to do something with it. That's right. Um, Jason, when, when you think back to, to this moment, mm-hmm. a lot of guys we talked to over the years said, hey, that's, that was kind of the ultimate goal. When, when did you start thinking, Hey, that might be something I want to do. Was it during your time in the NFL when you started seeing so many guys kind of transition, or when did you kind of first get that itch? Yeah, I say for me, it was playing in the NFL. You know, being in Washington D.C., you're in the nation's capital. You know, you're getting all kind of interviews. You do a lot of national news. Um, you know, even when I was in Chicago, I was doing some broadcasting things. Uh, so after my football career, I've, I've had many, many people come at me and, and try to give me opportunities to travel and do TV and, and cover games and uh, and everything. So once you kind of get into that circle, uh, you know, you just kind of start to feel your way around it. And you, you grow accustomed to liking it. You know, you grow accustomed to seeing a game on the other side of it, not just as a player. But when you're able to sit in that booth and, and talk about some of the things that you see and informing you know, the fan base and, and people that's watching the game on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, when you can give a little bit more insight because you've been on the field and you know what certain coverages look like, you know what certain defensive plays look like, you know, from an offensive standpoint, situational football, and when you can explain it to them, it makes them watch the game a little bit different uh, with a different mindset, which is the goal. You know, the goal is to make them feel like they're not just watching the game, but they're understanding the game. Jason, like we like we referenced um, you know, a couple of years ago, I think we had you on here shortly after you started with CBS on on Monday QB. Of course, you work with you know Phil Sims and and Boomer, and of course, you have your podcast as well, Believe in Auburn with uh, with Taylor Davis. Talk about that experience at at CBS and working with some of those guys. And uh, you know, you mentioned trying to find your style, you know, and and, and Stan telling you, you know, just kind of go with your gut and and be who you are did 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 working with some of those guys sort of inform that and uh and and get you a little bit more comfortable with maybe your your certain style of how you like to to analyze things yeah most definitely nathan uh especially in new york you know you're up there's 20 30 cameras in the room and you know you got to pick the two cameras you're supposed to look at but also you know you have to 
you know, talk from a standpoint of your understanding of the game. Uh, you know, and, and that's the one thing that Adam Shine and, you know, Rich Gannon and, and those guys, they told me, they said, hey, you know, just be yourself, you know, study, prepare, just like you do when you get ready to play on a Sunday. But at the same time, when the lights come on, you know, it's game time. You just roll with what you know and, and you, you know, you talk about the, you know, the things that you see. And you also talk about the things that, you know, that probably wasn't on the paper, but you just put your own touch onto it. And and that's how you, be, you know, that's how you grow in this business. Uh, because I always said, if you try to do it the way somebody else has done it before you, you know, you're going to put yourself in the box because you're not going to be able to to be yourself. You're not going to be able to call what you're seeing because you're trying to do it the way somebody else and you're trying to perfect their way. And you just can't do that. You have to do things the way that you know how, but you always go back and you always ask questions. You know, I've always talked to those guys and say, hey, what's something I can do better? Uh, what's something I can continue to 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 grow on and build off on? And uh, that's for me, it's the same thing when I, when I got the Auburn job during the pregame and in the, the halftime is, you know, you learn to talk fast and you learn to pick up on things quickly because there's no there's no time for wasted movement. And when we're filming on air, you got to film so much. You got to punch it into a whole hour for, for it all to fit on the show. And once that person finished talking, it's your turn. You got to be ready to jump in there and you got to hit the ground, move it as fast as you can, but also talking with understanding. And I think that helped that helped me a whole lot. Jason, now you, you get to be part of the ground floor of a new era of Auburn football. Yeah, yeah. Hugh, Hugh Freeze coming in, Philip Montgomery on offense. Um, for you, how exciting is that to to be there? And hey, we talked about it. for fans, the spring will be new. The players will be new. For you, how important is the spring to, <laughs> to get out there and see some of these guys? Just to kind of get a feel, a lot of new names with the transfers, all those things involved. Spring practice is going to be pretty important for you guys too, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. I think what helped me, Jason, is being part of NIL as well. Uh, I got a chance to know some of these guys that transferred in, you know, Mosea, Kite, Lawrence Johnson. Um, you know, we also picked up Justin Rogers as a D tackle. So that's three defensive tackles right there. And then you got Elijah McAllister, the kid from Vanderbilt transfer. Uh, I think the most important thing, we picked up two linebackers. You know, you get Demario Tolan from LSU, and then you get Austin Keys from Ole Miss, two experienced guys, but still young and uh, and everything that can bring a lot to our defense. And you think about offense, the game is one in the trenches, and what's the first thing Coach Freeze does? He go and sign four to top six, seven guys of offensive linemen and transfer portal. And uh, and that's and that's the key, uh, you know, is building those guys up front, you know, that's how you compete against the Georgias, the Bamas, and the LSUs. That's where the games are won. And, you know, I just think from the standpoint for us is you coming in with a new regime. Uh, Coach Coach Freeze, he gets it. You know, he understands recruiting. It's a big part of it. You can have all the S's and O's, but if you don't have the players, you're not going to win. And uh, that's why he's only probably been in his office for one full day uh, since he's been hired because he's, um, he's been out and he's been getting guys and he's been – you know, his staff, he's had a really good staff and all of them has been working extremely hard to, to get this program going back in the right direction. Because one thing I know about Auburn, you get the right players in there, you get the right staff in there, you can compete for championships and you can have an opportunity to, uh, you know, you have an opportunity to build and be in conversation for years. And, uh, and, and it all starts with our high school guys. We had a, we, we jumped from what, ranked 50 something to the top 15 
uh, you know, once we once signing day was over with. So that's a huge jump. In the, and it all comes with effort. You know, these guys, they put the effort in. He's won in the SEC before. So it, it's putting excitement to our fan base. You can hear it. Cadillac done a great job the last four games of the 2022 season. I think it all started there, of putting the Auburn family, putting the Auburn spirit back because, you know, this thing was firing out of control and it was going in the wrong direction. And I think that was a good thing when they put Black in that position to just galvanize the restart of getting this thing back turned around. And I think he was able to get us headed into – get a head start in, in, in offseason uh, just off those last four games, putting that energy back in our program. Yeah, Jason, me and you talked about this for – you know, during the season last year, we've known each other a long time. And so we're, right. you're right, you could see it. But the last, just in two months' time, how, how amazed isn't the word, but how impressed have you been with what you've seen from everything involved? You mentioned Cadillac kind of starting it up, but this staff coming in and, and hitting the ground running to what they've done. How impressed have you, have you been in what they've been able to do? And really, it was a must. I mean, without this, this it's, it's going to be hard for this team to compete. Now they've given themselves a chance to compete in 2023. Yeah, that's the goal. You know, we've had two rough seasons. Uh, you know, Auburn, has, you know, this has not been our motto the last two years. And and the one thing you want to do is give the fans some hope. And I think this this staff and, and, and everything has – they're doing that. You know, I haven't heard people talk about a spring, you know, looking forward to spring football – this way in a long time and like i said it all goes back to some of the hires you get coach roberts you get coach montgomery you know two guys that actually worked together before uh no so there's some chemistry there and when you want to do certain things in practice and uh you know situational football them have an understanding of one another you know you can you can say hey let's do this and and there's a flow and i i think you know keeping zach ethers you know bringing coach crime back uh keeping trevon reed you know who's a big part of recruiting as well you know, keeping some familiar faces there, you know, Brent Bledsoe, bringing him back. You know, he's been here but last two years, but to keep him here. Guys that love this program, understand what it's like to be an Auburn man, understand what it's like to put that helmet on and compete at the highest level and what it takes in the SEC to, to go week in and week out. And I, I think that's the most important thing. And when, when you think about, you know, having those guys that can walk down that hallway and say, hey, I used to wear this uniform and now he's on the coaching staff. That means a lot. You know, players tend to listen to that because those are, those are guys that's walking in their shoes. And uh, when you got a guy like Coach Freeze who, you know, a kid walks in, he puts his arm around him, you know, that's personal. You know, that makes a kid feel, you know, feel welcome, feel like he wants to be here. And he's very welcome uh, to all his players and everything. You know, they talk highly about that when I talk to the guys. And, you know, they're excited. You know, they can feel the energy. And uh, they, they definitely – are looking forward to spring, even in our strength, strength coaching staff. You know, they've done a really good job there. You know, the guys are – Auburn is going to be beefed up a lot more. Uh, like I said, we, we brought in some really good transfer guys, but the biggest recruits that we was able to keep was Nehemiah Pritchett and DJ James. You know, you got two experienced corners, uh, and that goes to show you that, you know, these guys could have left and they decided to come back for another year and, and, and help better this football team and better themselves uh, in the draft next year. So there's a lot to be excited about, but there's still a question mark around the quarterback situation. And, uh, you know, but we've got some receivers. Nick Martin, kid from Cincinnati, sit sits. You know, when last time we had a sit sits receiver that can jump up and catch the ball in the end zone, you know, uh, you know, those are those are huge, huge plays for any quarterback that steps under the center this year. He's going to have an experienced offensive line in front of him. And that's just a matter of them building chemistry and working together, but he's going to have a great run game. You know, you got Draquish, you got Brian Batiste. So you got some guys that 
that can play around the quarterback. Uh, so whoever gets that job, you know, they're going to have some pieces to work with. Jason, going off of that, talking about quarterbacks, of course, that's what everyone that's what everyone wants to talk about right now. But with the way Hugh Freeze has been talking about it, you know, he 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 hasn't coached him a snap. You know, he, he wants to see it for himself. You know, he says you can look at the film all you want, but, you know, they weren't his players. Um, last season, just just kind of, you know, like you said, we're all going to be learning a lot in the spring, you know, your, your side and our side included. And we'll be taking a look, uh, you know, a long look at these quarterbacks then. But, um, you know, just kind of what's what was your perspective of, of what Robbie did last season? Then for you, if you're a player and you hear that kind of coaching and kind of things you freeze is saying right now, where he's saying, you know, look, this this room has to grow up. And I've told them that been very upfront with that. Um, if they want to be an SEC quarterback, there's a lot of things they have to do differently. I guess how would you how would you approach that as as a player and how see that kind of coaching? Yeah, as a player for me, it's open competition. Uh, you know, if you're a guy like uh, Holden Garner, you know, no one's really said much about him. This is an opportunity for him to go out there and make a case for himself. Um, you know, one thing that Coach Freeze is saying when you know this room has to grow up, he's not just talking about on the football field, but he's just talking about from a mindset of a quarterback. You know, your attitude, your character. The way you uh, get your team to rally behind you, you know, how can you galvanize a group of guys to go out there and fight on the football field and, and everything that all comes with being a quarterback at Auburn at, at, at any level, if you want to be successful. And uh, the most important thing, like he said, is, you know, from Robbie last year, that he was a great runner. And but but there's things he has to improve on when it comes to the passing game, you know, know how to get from you know the first progression to the second progression, working on accuracy, you know, especially down the field. Uh, when you think about, you know, there's not a lot of experience at the position. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what they're going to do with TJ Finley just yet. Uh, you know, last year, Calzada was brought in. He never really touched the field uh, due to injury. So, you know, Robbie got a chance to, to get a lot of those snaps last year and, and gain a lot of experience. And Holden, he didn't really get much of an opportunity to get out there. So, you know, he's kind of he's got to play a little catch up. But the one thing about it is they're all learning a new offense. And I always say, man, competition brings out the best in everyone. And, you know, if you're a competitor, you're not worrying about who's who's coming in, uh, anything like that. You're at Auburn University. You know, players are going to come in. Top quarterbacks are going to come in. Like, that's just going to happen. And, you know, you keep that position by going out and competing and working extremely hard. But, you know, just having tunnel vision, keep your eyes focused on the main thing. And that's going out there and helping this football team win games and and, and becoming a better player, be, be the best player that you can be. But don't get caught in comparing yourself to other people across the country and across the SEC. Like we understand this is a room that's going to have to gain experience and gain experience quickly. But, you know, the door is wide open right now. And uh, and, and Coach Freeze, like I said, that goes for any position. All these guys can say, hey, I started last year. That does, that means nothing right now because this is a whole new staff. They want to see who these guys are. They want to see what we have, what we need to continue to improve on before going into the summer. So everyone should take that mindset of I'm competing for my position. <clears throat> Jason, you've um, unfortunately you had more experience in in changing and, and learning new offenses than any quarterback maybe in the history of, of football. Um, what's your advice yeah. to Robbie and Holden and TJ about this spring and, you know, having to do those things, you know, because for Robbie it's, it's three offenses in three years coming from Oregon and doing those things. What's your, what's your piece of advice to those guys, um, you know, that you would tell them, Hey, here's, here's what I would focus on. Yeah, I would tell them the, the main thing is be open minded, you know, to coaching, 
You know, don't don't think you know everything. Uh, don't get stuff. Coach comes in, he wants to try to change uh, your footwork. He want to change your arm angles. Like, be open minded to it. Don't be stubborn. Uh, allow him to do his job. If you've seen Coach Freeze over the years, he's done a really good job with quarterbacks. You know, he's done a, a great job with Malik Willis when he came to Liberty and you know turned him into a draft pick. So, you know, if that should be the exciting part. The fact that he comes in there with some pedigree and with some credentials that make you look like, hey. I'm sitting up, I'm listening, I'm all ears, I'm taking down notes, I'm being a student of the game, not just a, a player that's playing the game, but be a student of the game and uh, create great study habits. And I would say like, yes, you try to take some of the similar things from the offense before, you know, not all of it, but just some of it when it comes to try to picking up on certain things to make it move a little bit faster for you. That's what I used to do. I, I would just try to take something that from the year before that I kind of learned, but also added to what coach was teaching me but when it came to learning the plays, I would try to find a play that was similar that I can compare it to just to get me rolling really fast until I can uh, grab a, have a time to grasp the whole playbook. So, you know, it, it's definitely a learning curve. You can't get frustrated. Uh, change is inevitable, inevitable. And, you know, if you want to play football in college, you want to play football for a long time, you know, it's, it's adapt or, 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 you know, or fall behind. And that's the mindset you have to you have to be willing to do is you got to be ready to step in there day one and compete and day one and be a student. Ask those questions, but be coachable at the end of the day. Be coachable because that's what's going to help you. If I'm a quarterback right now playing for Auburn, if I got Coach Montgomery sitting in there who I know worked with RG3 in the past and I got, you know, Coach Freeze as a head coach who's been an offensive mind himself that's that's been successful. That's all the pedigree I need to know. You know, and, and I, I'm here. I'm a sponge. I'm soaking up everything I can soak up so I can go out there on that field and uh, and make plays for this football team. Jason, we appreciate you joining us, man. One more, and, uh, and then we'll let you get out of here for for wow. you. Um, been a long time since uh, since your commitment uh, in church on uh, I think at the Sunday morning you committed in church, and yeah. um, it's been what 24 years, you know, something like that. Now, is it right. is it hard to believe that? that you're still that much a part of Auburn and, and how, how special is that, that this place has become home? Oh yeah, most definitely. I tell people, you know, you love Auburn, Auburn will love you back. Um, you know, and also just about building relationships. I always tell people, Jason uh, and Nathan now that, you know, NIL is a big part of, you know, college sports, um, you know, so you have all these different things, a lot of different people coming at these kids and, you know, they got to make decisions. And uh, the main thing you don't want to get lost in all of this is the academic aspect of it. You know, make sure you graduate, make sure you're, you're getting that degree, because I'm, I hate to say it, but not everyone that comes to their locker room going to have a chance to play at that next level. And but you can walk away from Auburn now with that degree and with some NIL opportunities, uh, uh, they come along with it. And the other aspect of it is take the time to build relationships. Like a lot of my relationships and a lot of things that I do now, I built them when I was there. You know, I built a relationship with you, Jason, when we was all there at Auburn. And, you know, you take the time to talk to people and, you know, you get out you get involved in the community. You know, you're don't ever feel like you're above anybody. You know, you, you know, just be just understand that hey, you're just blessed with an ability and a talent they had an opportunity to do something special on national TV in front of a lot of people and don't ever take it for granted. And uh, to take this time and to, you know, be an inspiration to those around you, uh, you know, be encouraging, be supportive, but don't make everything about yourself. 
And I think that's what made us a special football team back when I played. You know, we had many guys that, that had a chance to play at the next level, but we was unselfish guys and uh, we cared about one another to this day. We still have those group tests and those relationships that I think a lot of these kids are missing out because too many kids are focused on the money and they're understanding that NIL is short term money. But NFL is your is your family life changing generational money. And if you don't make it to the NFL, that's OK. You still can have a great career and a great life. You know, after that, it's just a matter of, you know, taking advantage of the opportunities in front of you while they're in front of you and build. And like I said, I do a lot of things I'm doing now because of relationships I built along the way. And and like I said, and Auburn has always been respected to me and I've respected Auburn. And uh, and like I said, it, it goes both ways. And uh, that's what I hope these guys understand that when you finish playing football, that your career is not over. There's other other things that you can that you can be part of. But it's all about are you going to be a me guy or are you going to be one of the guys that's a we guy that they want to become legendary because you can become legendary at Auburn. Jason, thank you so much for joining us today. I know our listeners Really appreciate it. I also know our listeners are looking forward to uh, to hearing you on the call now, moving forward as the new uh, new color analyst for the Auburn Radio Network, Jason Campbell. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it, Nathan. Appreciate it, Jason. Y'all have a good yeah, one. Thanks. thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir.